When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back. This is episode 197. Developer burnout. We're exhausted. Now, I want to... I want to say this again because we had this had this same incident last week. A lot of time was put into this title, so we have a list in our show notes here of the potential titles. This is just like a brainstorming list, you know, whatever. And I'm gonna read a couple of these because there's a lot in this list. We got <laughs> got some some hard hitting news ones with colons in them, like developer burnout colon is it real? <laughs> and love to code, you can still get burnout. Or here, or, or or kind of, because that's kind of going toward like the horror angle. So we're like, it's like, is burnout stalking you at work? Because there's one here, burnout at work. Are you next? So it takes that like love to code a little bit, and which is like a little scary. And then it's like ah for the next one. So we're like we're going with the horror angle, as scary I guess as burnout can get. And then there's the we're burnt out, and that's a bit too complainy. And then there's like ten others in there, maybe five others. I don't know, something like that. It's a big list. You missed my favorite one. You missed my favorite one. What's your watch favorite out, one? Watch out for the burnout. <laughs> I did miss that one. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, I would love that as like a show, like watch out for the burnout. And we just have a podcast on dealing with and all the rest of it. Burnout. Like everything. I mean, that's everything what we're doing right now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're burnt out on and, and exhausted because of uh, making titles, but no, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, developer burnout. Obviously it's closely related to um, work burnout or even work from home burnout. Cause many developers work from home, of course. So if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you go check us out on that Patreon, leave a review rating on your podcast app, join us in our discord server, show us with your friends. And Mike, you're actually the one that wrote up all the show notes this week. So I'm going to pass the torch on to you, good sir. Please take it away. All right. Well, I'm going to try to be upbeat and motivated to talk about burnout, which is weird uh, because burnout is definitely not an upbeat and motivating topic. But I think it's an important one regardless. We've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Uh, We've even had uh, guests on uh, to talk more in depth about the mental health issues and stuff like that. But I think it's an important topic to bring back up, uh, mainly because, like the title says, we're kind of – I don't i don't know if we're experiencing – like, I don't know if we're burnt out, burnt out, but we're starting to get there and we're started to notice that we are getting there and we decided to take some steps to avoid it. So we want to talk about that. Uh, we want to talk about just stuff around burnout that's not really commonplace because I think a lot of people associate burnout with just like sitting in – staring at your computer monitor for too long, but it's a little bit more nuanced than that. There's a lot of things that can cause burnout. So we'll talk about that as well. But first, let's just dive right in, in the ways that burnout can actually manifest itself. So dread, I've noticed that like, at least for me, a lot of the times if if I'm starting to feel burnt out or if I'm experiencing burnout in some mild form, I wake up with like a little bit of dread of like, I don't want to deal with today. And I know that 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 probably is associated with a lot of other stuff, but like I I personally associate it right now with like just 
a lot of burnout that's that's happening around me and people around me um and yeah like that that's just one that's a very obvious one a very uh, one that i can definitely track where if i wake up and i just don't want to do the work that day i'm like okay well i'm probably starting to be burnt out or i'm burnt out so i need to take some steps to avoid it next one here is fatigue uh if i'm just exhausted all the time it's a sign like you know again when you're in a good place when you're when you're really liking the job and you're not overworked, you're probably not going to be exhausted all the time. Uh, so a fatigue could be a sign of burnout. I want to kind of preface this saying that obviously it can mean different things. Like there could be some health issues that are happening. There can be some mental health stuff. We're not doctors. Uh, Matt says it all the time. I'm going to say it now. You know, if you, if you see a prolonged, a prolonged symptom, Please go see a doctor. Please go see a mental health yeah, specialist. Just, just like, ask a doctor. Like, cause yeah, if, like don't even ask if, us. <laughs> even if they're just like, oh, you you have a bad, you know, a bad sleep schedule or like they come back with the diagnosis of you're tired. I mean, yeah. oh, well, like celebrate that it wasn't something worse. Correct. Exactly. It's better. It's better to get checked out than to just let it linger or, you know, trust our word that it's for 100% developer burnout. It's not going to be that uh, every time, but if you're experiencing a bunch of these symptoms and if you're feeling like, oh my God, this is caused by, you know, work or is caused by certain aspects around my work, then maybe burnout is one of those issues. Uh, cloudiness. This one is like more recent. I find that people have started to notice where like mind fog, cloudiness, where you're just like, it's a weird experience. I've had it a few times. I haven't had it very, uh, very often, but you're just sitting like in front of your computer and Stuff just doesn't make sense like it usually makes sense. Stuff doesn't uh, click as well as it does. Like you find yourself writing an if statement takes you like 20 minutes to write a simple if statement. That's usually, you know, just like some weird aspect of your brain's just not firing. You you don't want to do what you're doing at that current time. And I think your brain is like fighting itself, trying to make you take a step back, but you're not listening. I feel like that's what it is. I don't know if Matt, you, I mean, I know you, we, we talked about this earlier. You have a, an experience like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I mean, I would say just in sort of general, I'm kind of burnt out right now. Um, it's been a while since I've taken a vacation. So we, we, we kind of have been discussing, like you said before, how this is sort of like the reason, the reason for it is more than likely that I haven't taken like some serious time off. Uh, in years, actually, like I believe I've taken the odd day off here and there, but I think the last week I had off was to deal with like a death in the family. So it wasn't exactly a vacation, you know, obviously type of thing. Um, and I have taken, you know, say mitigation steps to like during work time or work weeks where I have like separate phones and this and that. Um, and like, uh, certain notifications get turned off and stuff like this. So I have taken steps like that, but even then it's like, I, we, we think I still need time off. Um, and like you were saying before, Mike, like just getting into this show, it took me like three reminders that I was going to open zoom. Cause we were in a call before this and, and it's like that, that's that cloudiness. Right. Um, also like I definitely have, um, I definitely a bit of like a bit of a fiery person. And I know Michael touch on more. Um, sort of emotions and, and different manifestations of, of burnout soon. But, and so I'll touch on some of them now, I guess, but like, I'm definitely like a fiery person and I definitely lately have been getting like super anxious on a whim or like super, like, uh, super anxious on a whim or like super angry or super panicked 
or uh, too paranoid. Like I get really, really paranoid and something like taking a WordPress backup took me like half the day because I was like, oh my God, like what if the site goes down? Oh my God. And I was like freaking out for no reason. I've been doing this a million times. And so it's just one of these times where it's like, okay, it's time to take a step back. Um, and uh, like, hopefully it helps. <laughs> I, I certainly hope it does, but you know, uh, I, to, to like sort of say some evidence, I suppose, toward just needing some time off. I, I did go, uh, on a, and a weekend excursion for my birthday and I felt really great, you know, throughout the whole weekend and even when I came back. And then the very next day I had to deal with some WordPress stuff and was immediately like, Oh, and there's like sort of the indifference and the annoyance and then the paranoia of doing, you know, the file transfers and stuff like this. So it, it's just one of those things. Like I think Mike told me last week because we were talking about it and he even said he's like, we can't have you be worried about doing a WordPress backup when we're like a web development house. <laughs> like we can't be we can't be at that stage. Uh, you know, there's going to be WordPress updates, crashes, issues and just different like different CMSs and stuff also as well. WordPress or a Webflow, uh, custom sites, all the rest of it. It's like this is like a part of it and you just need to, you know, do your due diligence, take your backups, do this and that. But without sort of the, the paranoia and, and annoyance and anger. So um, that's kind of where I'm at just to sort of sum it up in, in one thing. And I'll kind of let like let Mike take this back over. But I'm sure we'll touch on uh, my experience as we go through the episode as well. Yeah. And again, like I appreciate the the honesty and like the bluntness there because – it's important for others to understand that this doesn't manifest directly in like, oh, I can't wake up or I, you know, I can't do anything. A lot of it is small things like, like what Matt's saying. Like he doesn't want to do that WordPress update. He doesn't, you know, like it's not that he doesn't want to even do it. He just, he, he dreads it. Like you, you don't like to do it. You don't want to do it. You have no desire to wake up and do a WordPress update. And I get that like, it's a job. A lot of the times for us, it's a little bit different in the sense that it's, you know, we own our own business, so it's not technically a job. And second of all, we have the podcast where like, we're supposed to like, we need the passion for web development to be able to push web development forward, to be able to talk about all these different things. And if you start losing that, like stuff that you liked before, like exploring new technologies, it's, it starts to go from, you know, I'm talking about a passion to again, the podcast becoming a job which is like worst case scenario. Like you don't want, like if you, if you have a podcast where you go to work and you're like, you know, damn, like I don't want to get in front of the microphone and talk about my favorite hobby in the world, or I don't want to get in front of the microphone and talk about like, you know, the stuff that I really enjoy talking about a year ago. That's kind of another sign that you're getting burnt out from whatever you're doing. And it's important to, again, evaluate like what's going on. And I think that's one of the main ones. In fact, is like, if it's, if you find something that you used to really like doing or at least enjoy doing to a certain degree is now becoming a dreaded chore on a consistent basis, that's a very good sign that you're getting burnt out from, especially from that particular thing. Again, it, it, coding in this case, right? Like if, if opening up a coding editor is something that brings you a negative emotion, then you're like, okay, how am I supposed to be a developer? <laughs> yeah, that's not if good. I, yeah, if I hate doing this part, like it's the simplest part and I hate doing it. Like you can't be a developer in that state. It's not that what I want to clarify is that the, that doesn't mean that you can't be a developer. That just means that you're probably getting burned out from whatever you're doing. Like you're probably at the state where you need to take a step back and reevaluate where you're at 
in your development, in, in like, you know, your job, in your, uh, learning sphere like if you're just learning to become a developer again you can't learn to become a developer if you hate opening up a coding editor it's a key aspect to realize and it's important to again take that step back and be like okay what can i do to actually change my path to go back to liking it because the the assumption i'm making here is that at some point you went into development you got to a certain degree and you liked it up to a certain point And then you started to hate it probably because, again, you've done something too much. You've had too many negative experiences. You've had uh, a grind of some sorts or like a deadline that you had to hit multiple times in a row, like whatever. Like there's many different ways, many different things that can cause burnout, but something has caused that emotion to happen to you. And in my opinion, like trying to continue through that is going to be a disaster. And I'll talk about exactly that in a second too. You know, like you did touch on something in there, you know, earlier when you were mentioning and, and, and that is, you know, like, you you know, you don't have the passion or you don't even care about going into new technologies. And what's crazy about it is that um, for the last like year, let's say like I'm into gaming, I'm into tech. That's sort of what I do even on my off time and, you know, not necessarily web tech specifically, but just tech in general. And maybe I'll even catch a couple web dev videos, let's say on my off time, I'm watching YouTube. But the thing is, is that I've noticed in the last year or maybe even a year and a half, it has been less and less where people will send me tech, like tech articles, and I'll just sort of dismiss it like, oh, like, I'm sure that'll get banned. Like, oh, I'm sure, you know, the government will do this to it. Or um, like, it's always a, it's always a pessimistic view or, oh, like, that's too much money. That'll never work. That platform won't go anywhere. And it's always that. And I will watch very little gaming content in terms of like events that show off games and stuff. And there's some sort of pillars that I will continue to watch. But I always kind of thought it was sort of a part of me just getting older. Um, I was I was told like several times growing up that it's like, hey, like, you know, you're you're, you know, let's say like fiery and young and youthful, whatever, and you're, you're ready to go and you want to, you know, have a new phone every year, like your phone gets boring, this and that. And I was always told like, hey, like, you know, you're going to eventually get to the point where you don't care about your phone, you don't care about this, you don't care about that. And that's, that's kind of what I thought I was going. But then I kind of realized like when I would watch, like kind of force myself to watch a conference that, that showed off games or a new tech or whatever, I enjoyed it. It was just like the motivation wasn't there. And so I attribute that again, I'm not a doctor, but I I do sort of almost attribute that to this, to this developer burnout thing where, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've had time off. Uh, there's been a couple of projects that we've worked on that were just a total disaster um, that we've done things to mitigate or move them around or whatever uh, to sort of help me. Because it's just like, even if those projects literally weren't a disaster, um they were a disaster to me for whatever reason. I was getting too paranoid about them. I was worried about them too much. Uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing, there's a million and one reasons. And it was just, again, like one of those things that like I needed to do for myself. And and I'm not one, uh, you know, I was even just even saying this to my girlfriend, like I'm not one to get super into my own mental health stuff. Like I'll respect it to an extent. Like if I'm getting way too stressed out, Mike's like, like uh, we, we always say I'm TR done with something, meaning our last project in high in in uh, college was called the TR, the technical report project. 
And I remember like I was like freaking out about it. There's tons of money on the line, tons of marks. The graduation's technically, I guess, on the line too. It's just a lot of crap. There's a lot. Also, you have other classes to do. And I just like had a full blown panic attack at Mike's. And then I think that night I was like sitting in bed and I was like, you know what? I don't care about this anymore. And it got to the point where I didn't even do the proper presentation attire. Like I just lost marks. And Mike was like, why didn't you just like wear like a collared shirt? Like that's all you had to do because it's supposed to be like emulating a professional environment. I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm done. Like I'm TR done with this. Um, if, if, if this project like, you know, blows up in my face, it blows up in my face. And so like I'll listen to my mental health like to an extent like that. And I've even, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and I was just like, you know, lately the, the projects we've been working on have just destroyed me for whatever reason. Many of them are just standard projects. You know, it's not like as if they're $10 billion projects and I'm like, you know, holding together the hospital infrastructure of the world or something crazy. Like, you know, I'm not doing anything, you know, Herculean, let's say, but it's just something that it's just like whatever, for whatever reason, these certain projects or maybe these certain um, activities that were happening around these projects or whatever just destroyed me. And I had to just eventually, <clears throat> excuse me, listen to, listen to my, myself and just be like, I, you know, I can't do this without something changing. And I'm not going to get into all the, you know, there's some confidential business details. We had to change this and that. Um, but like something had to be done. And so I attribute that uh, to, part of the burnout and probably why I'm now kind of like in this state and and I just need like now that I've done the work to fix what was causing a bigger problem now I also have to decide okay I need some time away take some time out and like go on like a I don't know a vacation or a staycation or whatever to clear my head then when I come back those situations have already been mitigated and I can kind of go back to say let's say business as usual is kind of what we're aiming at. Will it be perfect or work? I don't know, but that's kind of where we're at or where I'm at, I guess. Yeah. And I think expecting it to be business as usual is also not going to be a good way to do it uh, because then, your point. Uh, then you're going to like during your staycation or during your vacation, you're going to be thinking, okay, I'm going to come back to the same bullshit. What we should actively do. And like, I'm just going to, completely tangent this episode from being a complete formal, you know, show notes thing to let's just talk about it because I'm experiencing kind of a very similar thing right now. But um, I think what it needs to be in that in, in your case, Matt, is like the the week off is great. Like that's a great reset. But the, it like some time off is not going to stop burnout from happening. That's not the thing that is going to save you. Like it's not a magic uh, it's not a magic thing. Like if, if sure. that, if that worked, then everyone would just take a, you know, a couple of days off or a week off and be fine. But no, that's, it's not going to work. So what we need to do is find the, essentially find the way that work doesn't become dread again. Work doesn't become like anger again. And it's not that you're going to never dread doing stuff or be angry. It's just, it has to be, it has to be the, the, you know, the outlier rather than the constant. So again, when you come back, I don't expect it to be work as usual. I expect it to more be like, how do I open up a code editor and not hate my life? <laughs> how do I you know what how I do mean? I right click and press compress and then download the WordPress backup? Yeah. <laughs> like without being like, oh, like what's what's gonna happen? <laughs> like that, yeah. that's exactly it. Like if that's what we need to focus more on rather than output even or rather than anything. Once you get your mind around it, then, yeah, you can go back to focusing more on outputs and try to balance the outputs with sanity. 
uh, which is important. But like first step is literally like we need to let's get your let's get you liking this part of the industry again. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you had a couple of those projects that carried on too long that were really difficult to manage. And they were just they're not like the problem is they weren't profitable either. So like there, there was like so many negatives about them and you had to kind of grind away for years on them that it left it obviously left a lasting mark so now we're again like you said actively moving away we 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 identified those issues uh but we can't stop there as well like we can't be like okay everything's fine now it's probably not going to work so time off great but other stuff needs to be done as well like we need to just try different things like see what what you want to (laughs) do like if it's it's a really difficult process because we we're not experts in it in any way but i think it's real that this is what you have to do if you're in a situation where you hate your job or you hate your uh you hate your time like learning code like i think a lot of this applies to people that aren't just like sitting there and working an office job in the coding industry but there's so many people out there probably a lot listening right now that are shifting their careers and on the side learning to code well the reality is again i'm going to say it if you're sitting down at your at your computer and you open your code editor and you fucking hate it, you're not going to get very far. So you have to find a way to shift your mindset to find stuff that you like. Like if you don't like writing HTML, then write JavaScript. If you don't like writing web development, then go into Python. I don't know, like try different things. Like you have to find a way through the hate and through the nonsense like that to find what you actually will enjoy doing and what will keep you motivated to continue to do it. Because especially for the people that are doing it for either paying money for courses or doing it for free and not getting anything back, Matt, you can attest to this right now a little bit, but like that's going to grind you down too. like, Hey, you're wasting, you know, four hours of your day at in the evening on doing something you hate. Like, whoa, what the hell is going on there? And you're not getting anything from it yet. Yeah, like we we've discussed several times now like okay, like what's my role? And I think you asked me when when we when we kind of identified like hey, you know, I, I one step I guess of this burnout solving is like hey, you know, wrap up some stuff whatever and then try to take a week off and and then take like another week off later, you know, as a summer vacation, let's say, like a more formal one. Um and like we were you know discussing it and you asked me like point blank, you're like, "Well, what do you want to do here?" like at at the company, like what do you want to do? And I, it was just sort of like one of those moments where it's like, I actually don't know. You know, I'm so stuck in this sort of rut, let's say, of um, – so the the general plan for me was, okay, you know, once we move away from these projects, I will continue to run all our small to medium business stuff as usual. We won't advertise, you know, that we're making websites for them. But if someone comes to us, we'll certainly do it necessarily, you know. But I'm going to have, you know, a fair bit of projects – um, you know, that I, of my own making, and I'm going to spend a lot of time on HTML, the things. And part of my role of that would be to write a bunch of blog posts, develop really, you know, sort of long and more researched out show notes and make more content that way, because we're seeing some success with HTML, all the things. And then also, um, you know, in that same breath, I was also going to be learning different skills. So let's say I would take, you know, a week, a month, whatever to learn Svelte. And then I would take those skills and then write some articles, have a couple of episodes and, you know, trying to keep everything respective of, ha- of of hat. And then the idea was sort of as almost as a backup plan is, let's say there's like a dry spell in in, in hat or something. 
um, or a, a big opportunity comes by, maybe a big svelte opportunity, right? I just learned svelte, big svelte opportunity comes by. Maybe we would do that then, right? And and it would be something like that. Um, but then, it, like, I never really thought of, like, specifically what I wanted to do or what I was doing. I'm only thinking in terms of, you know, how to get this site up and running, how to do like how to how to min max, you know, maybe the clicks or how to learn SEO because we really should learn SEO because that's going to be valuable. We, we know some SEO, but learn, let's say, more advanced SEO for our customers so we can consult them even more than we currently do before saying, hey, you know, you're getting a little, you know, beyond our wheelhouse. We would recommend uh, a marketing agency, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um that's like, it, it was really interesting to me. It was like a re- weirdly like wake up moment where I was like, Jesus, like I actually kind of don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do here. I've been, you know, stuck just doing almost like, let's say the grind or the hustle or whatever you want to say uh, for so long that it's like, I don't know. And so, you know, I'm hoping to like sort of narrow that down. Um, and also we've been, I've been doing a lot of research on my off time. I've been doing a lot of research uh, in my work time as well into different things, SEO, different ways to make sites, this and that. And I'm doing a lot of stuff. And then now I'm almost like not almost ta- not not taking my own advice of like getting out of tutorial hell, whereas I'm not doing tutorials per se, but now I'm stuck as to like, I think I'm at a point and that we, Mike and I have talked about this where um, let's say we want to do something like we want to make, I'm just going to make this up. We want to make like a niche site. Well, it's like we can make the site, we can we can do the SEO so that it's at least, you know, let's say uh, like A minus or something like that, B plus, something like that. And then we, we would say like a marketer would take it further, let's say. So like, let's say we want to learn more skills in SEO to get it to an A. Well, now I'm stuck in this weird rut where I'm like, well, do I even deal, like, do I even make the niche site? Do I even write the blog post? Let's say if it's just on hat. Do I even write the blog post without taking a course in SEO? Do I take the free courses or the free content on these YouTube channels about SEO? Or do I just go with, you know, someone's system where I go into someone's system, you know, kind of almost talking about the the habits episode, I think last week or maybe two weeks ago now, um, you know, like where, where am I at? Like what, like. I'm stuck in this weird rut of like, do I take an SEO course? Do I take a full program where it's like 24 months of just like intense niche site making? And then I, you know, share that with the hack community. Cause like, obviously part of their course is going to be, how do I make a website? And that's going to be easy for Mike and I. So I'm going to have some spare time in there so I can still maintain our clients. Like it's like, I'm being pulled in, the, in, in so many different directions where it's like, I don't really have time or didn't really have time to think about what I wanted to specifically do. And so we're still trying to nail that down. Um, I mean, I think the important thing here to sort of end this rant is that, you know, Mike asked, which I appreciate, but then also that we're doing something about it. We're looking up things like we're looking up things like hey um like let's look at these courses let's uh research the course itself like do we want to get into this course okay what's the benefit you know pro con whatever of this hey what's the pro con here is there profitability here uh and then we also look at because we have to be like realistic as entrepreneurs it's like hey you know where are we in terms of um where are we in terms of business? Like, do we, you know, we have a contract that works with us. We need to make sure that they have some work and stuff like this. So it's like, hey, like, do we, like, where does the realism lie? Like, I can't just go and be like, I'm going to become the number one iPhone website. It's like, maybe, but is that going to take six years? Um, you know, and nothing's guaranteed in, in the first place. 
are we going to be able to sustain ourselves for six years? Like what's going to happen type of thing. So you have to sort of like balance that real world, whatever. And so I think the number one thing that we're doing that's good is like, we're still doing the grind if we, if you will, but we're doing the grind to grind away at the problem. That's like eating away at my motivation. We're trying to like find that, find that thing, maybe find a course that I, I should do or find a niche that I should do or be like, man, like Matt's really good at Svelte or something. And then I like just hit it hard and do that. So like, that's where we're at. We're trying to like drill. It's like, I'm a boulder. <laughs> the, the idea is in the center of this boulder and we're like grinding it down, down to that idea or what I want to do. We're trying to figure that out or something that is at least Something that I like enough, because it doesn't have to be something I love, something that I like enough, but also is profitable enough. So you have that real world kind of piece in there as well. So that that's where we're at, or at least that's where I'm at again. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, that, that that's just how I would describe it. Yeah, I think I think part of that, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like, we're trying to, we're trying to solve the problem now in a very proactive way rather than just hoping that it solves it on its own by just doing right. Like that's, that's the key. And I think one thing, and I, I'm curious to know your answer on this, Matt, but like last week we kind of identified that, Hey, this is the problem. Like burnout is probably the problem. And let's start taking active actions, like actual actions, instead of just saying that it's a problem to fix it. Did that part just, the part where we identified it and and accepted that, hey, we need to take action. Did that part help you in any way? Like this week, you know, with the motivation, with anything like I'm not expect. I wouldn't expect it to solve it. But it, is it a, a good first step, like a good step forward for people? I would say yes, because the thing is, is that when you're stuck in this sort of like we're not really like, let's say, hustle culture people where we're getting up at 6 a.m. and then working until, you know, two hours before we have to wake up and sleep for two hours. Like we're not doing that, but we do have sort of like the daily routine, the daily hustle. And we have to sort of constantly fight that sort of established business thing of the business running us rather than us running the business. So like we get, when we get all like sort of stuck up in that, as I've mentioned before, you, you lose, you lose sight, I would say of like what the problem is and you get stuck at least in my case in this rut of like the grind you're just doing the grind you know check the books do this do that oh go do this now again go do this oh got a bit of maintenance here oh gotta take the backup and you lose sight of let's say like a motivator so what i would lose sight of is like i would you know maybe i'd still come with to you with ideas but maybe you know few if any would be executed because i'm doing sort of the, the the daily business tasks. And so like, I'm kind of like rudderless where I'm in the right body of water, but I'm kind of all over the place. Um, and I, and, and whereas before, like I, I can describe another time that I'm sure you and I were both burnt out, Mike, is like when we started the business, like the business was like new, so it wasn't doing well, of course. And then it finally, we finally got a couple opportunities. We finally started kicking off and then nothing bothered me for whatever reason. It doesn't matter how much work it was or, um, you know, whatever it was like, okay, you know, the, the, the constant thought of holy crap, when, when's my next dollar and where's my next dollar coming from is gone. And so that really helped us, or at least to help me for a couple of years. And then, you know, again, you get stuck in the new rut where it's like, I'm not worried about my next dollar per se. Of course, that's always someone's, that's always the back of everyone's mind, but that's not my main worry. Now it's like, well, like, you know, why am I doing this? You know, is this boring? Is this not the job for me? 
uh, you know, I'm just sort of, you know, a, a cog in the machine, even though I'm supposed to be running it type of thing. You know, I'm stuck again, like I'm rudderless, like I've said before. And it's a weird, like, it's, it's, it's weird to think of it that way. Like, it's almost, it almost feels like we're whining. It's like, oh, like, you know, you guys are making money, like, just shut up. And it's easy to say that. It's like, fair enough. Like, I'm not going to say that we're, you know, in trouble or we're, you know, worse off than anyone or better off than anyone. Like, I'm not trying to compare that way at all. It's just that I think, at least for me anyway, is that I feel like I get stuck in these ruts where, you know, the big rut was, where's my next dollar? Where's my next dollar? Next dollar. Okay. Jump ahead. And then I'm fine for a bit coming down the road. Oh, get stuck again. Now I'm stuck in the mud, stuck in the mud, stuck in the mud. And so what this, let's say if we were to like do an analogy, it's like identifying that we think it's burnout and actually like sort of identifying like, Hey, you know, you should get some passion back is almost like the first push out of the, out of the hole. You know, you start like rocking a car back and forth to get it out of a hole while someone accelerates. It's like the first or second push of the car going back and forth. It's like, okay, you know, let's think about this. Okay. Hang on. You know, I haven't had time off. Okay. That's cool. Hey, this project, you know, doesn't work for us. All right, cool. Hey, you know, these prices are too low. All right, let's do that. Hey, you know, this, this, this type of job is always going to suck, but you know, I wouldn't mind doing that for a little more money. Okay, great. Or, Hey, you know, maybe we can hire someone else to do that. Like you start thinking. And, um, I would say that burnout to me makes me less of an entrepreneur and more of an employee. And that's probably not good when we're when we're actually entrepreneurs. And it makes me think of one of the I, I don't have the direct quote in my head, uh, but it's something from Rich Dad Poor Dad, the, the one of the books. Um, I, I haven't finished listening to it. I'm listening to the audiobook. But it, there was like a, a a concept in there at some point where the I think it's Rich Dad or whatever. He says, um, you know, when, when you when you accept the paycheck, you stop thinking. And And I'm, you know. I don't care if you you know like just getting a paycheck or whatever, and I'm not here to talk about that specifically, but it's almost like what happened to us where we design like we have a business, we got it to a point where it was giving us a paycheck, and then I stopped thinking and I got stuck in a rut. I was just like happy to have like some sort of cash because we were so low in money, and then I just stopped and then I stopped like innovating and caring, and I feel like. Now I need to start thinking again. And again, like, I'm not trying to say like, you know, if you take a paycheck and you like your job, like, of course do it. Like, you know, it could happen to anyone or like, like anyone could just prefer that or anyone could, could prefer entrepreneur. It's just totally based on preference. But for me, I think I need that drive back where I need to start just thinking again and not just thinking like, oh, you know, the business is established. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's like, no, like even these, like even these blog gurus, let's say are constantly growing and it's like, damn, you know, we could have been there if we did, you know, 24 months of this or six months of this or seven months of this. And it's time for me to start like actually taking uh, thinking of uh, opportunities and thinking of ways to do stuff and then actually executing them. And so uh, I hope to get that drive back is, I guess, what I'm what I'm saying in general. Yeah. And that's the mindset. we. That's the mindset we, we both kind of needed. Um, cause I, I was feeling very similarly, like I had a, a kind of a different experience with burnout as well, where recently I had deadline after deadline after deadline. And, and at the end of it, I kind of went in what went into what Matt described as TR mode. And I just felt like I don't care anymore. Like <laughs> I just, I felt almost a calmness come over me and I just, you know, like I, I started to break down to a certain point where I was just like, I don't even want to, you know, talk to anyone. I, I, I canceled all my meetings. 
uh, with people. And I just, I wanted to kind of just step back completely from a certain portion of the work that I was doing for a little while. Uh, what kind of saved me was again, what I was, what, what Matt was describing where I just kind of took back, took a step back because I've had this happen to me before. And I was trying to figure out what was causing me to feel like that. And I figured it out that it, it's probably burnout. Like the, the, you know, the deadline after deadline is going to get to you. And eventually I took some steps to improve that part. So instead of accepting every deadline as a firm deadline from the, the client that doesn't understand deadlines as well, I would push back on deadlines. I started to say like, Hey, we can't focus on four different things at once. We need to focus on one thing at a time because that was causing me a lot of stress. Just context switching. I'm not good at context switching. I do it obviously because you have to, but I don't like to do it. I'm not good at it. So that was causing me a lot of uh, anxiety, stress. And definitely I had those feelings of like, I don't want to open the code editor for sure. And just being able to address it and be like, Hey, I can push back. Like I can actually tell the client something so that it benefits them in the end. Because if I burn out, then their work is not getting done, period. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Like they're going to have to find someone else to do it because burnout can manifest in very severe ways. I haven't had this happen to me before. And I don't think Matt, you've had this happen, but I've heard stories where someone was burnt out for a year or for three years. Yeah. I've definitely seen people like that for sure. Yeah, like literally could not go back to the same state of work that they were before for like multiple years. And most of that, yeah, or never, I mean, it could possibly be never, but like most of that would happen when you just don't admit that it's burnout probably and you don't take steps to address it. But having said that, even if you do, if you, if you let it go too much and even if you do realize it's burnout, if it's too late, it's too late. If you can't, if you can't stand a coding editor to the point where you literally like start breaking down and having anxiety or just hating your life, like, yeah, that's probably a sign that it might be a little bit too late. You need to rethink it, move to something else, like refocus your life on something for a little bit. Talk to to a doctor, you know, how severe it is. Yeah. Because that can happen. So that's why I kind of treat this very seriously. And that's why I want to have an open discussion again, like with 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 you Matt and with the audience where this isn't some like little you know two week staycation is going to fix it no like you need to actively battle it if it's something that you notice continually happen you could go from having a job to not having a job and nothing like you, like there's not much you can do to fix that if you don't actively take steps to avoid and battle burnout you need to you know change your priorities in life if work is if work is causing this much stress then flip it make family more important than work at the end of the day let's be serious the if the app doesn't work one extra day or if you you know extend the deadline by a week or if your app goes down for 24 hours most people out there that are working on apps are it's probably not life critical it's not going to change the world like it's not going to end the world Saying no to your client is not going to make them fire you usually, unless you keep doing it, obviously. But like you can, you can be tactful. You can, you can have a way of, of combating the things that around you that are causing the burnout. And it's really important to take a step back, just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the habits episode and evaluate your environment. 
Don't just like be panicked about burnout and just focus directly on the burnout. Evaluate what's causing the burnout and evaluate times when you are not burnt out. Take a stick stock around you and be like, okay, what am I doing now that I'm actually liking development? Like I'm actually liking this code. Is it because I'm working on my own app? Is it because, you know, the sun's out? Is it because it's nighttime? Is it because I had my coffee? Like figure out little moments in, in the day that actually aren't dreadful that you like doing the work that you're trying to avoid getting burnt out from and try to emulate those moments. Like that's a, that's a little trick that again, I talked about like a couple of weeks ago on the habits episode. So go check that episode out in depth. Uh, but realistically, that's something that can really help you in a many different environments because once you, once you under, start understanding how you're, you're, you yourself, cause we're all individuals, you yourself like something or you yourself are enjoying something, it's easier to replicate that when you have to get into a situation where you're not, it's, it's work that you don't want to do as much. Like for instance, like I said, you really like it because you just had your coffee in the morning and you had like a, whatever, it's sunny outside and you listen to your favorite album or something. If you realize that that's a good spot for you and your coding is really well, then Everyone's going to have shitty, shitty times. Everyone's going to have coding that they don't want to do, but you can emulate that. You can do that coding during times when it's not as bad, like when it, when it's sunny outside and with a coffee or with, uh, with your favorite album on, maybe you won't be as productive, but it's okay to be a little bit less productive. It's okay. (laughs) Like it's not that big a deal. Trust me. But the point is, is that in the long run, you won't be burnt out and you won't cause your company to have to, you know, fall fall or cause your own your own business to crumble because as entrepreneurs matt and i if both of us are burnt out that's it our business is gone <laughs> yeah we'll have, we'll have like a contractor helping us and they'll yeah. be like we need some management it's like no i'm not here <laughs> like yeah. yeah it's not good i'm freaking out over here so it's a weird like there is no one path to avoid burnout there is no uh, guideline or roadmap to avoiding burnout because we're all different and burnout manifests in all of us differently. But it is important to take stock of the situation that you're currently in. So if you're, if you haven't thought about burnout at all, or if you haven't, you know, experienced it, good. That's great. But think about what's going on around you right now. Maybe journal a little bit and be like, okay, I like that I'm working on this project because, you know, we're working with technology A, B, and C. I like that we're working on this project because the team's great or whatever. And then when you're starting to get burnout or you're starting to feel that way, hopefully you don't, but if you do, what you can do is look back on the good times and be like, oh, you know what? The team changed and I don't like a couple members of my team and I've had to grind and work with them and through them for the last you know, a couple months, maybe I can do something about that. Maybe I can, you know, establish a better relationship with them or, Hey, the project changed and the technology changed. And I really hate working in angular, but I like working in react. Um, maybe that's something you can't change, but maybe you can be like, well, what did I like about react while I was better at it? Maybe you can take a course and get better at angular. Like there's these little things that you can do to motivate your, to, to change your environment and change the stuff around you, not directly in front of you, but change the stuff around you that can help you avoid and mitigate and prevent burnout in the long run. As long like <laughs> all comes down to as long as you're actively looking around to make sure that it's not getting too bad. Because again, once it gets too bad, there's certain things that you just can't avoid. Like you're, you, like it's, it might happen to the point where you won't be able to work anymore. So that's why it's an important topic. 
Well, one thing too that you, that you touched on, and I have a couple things I want to touch on, but the first one is that I think it, one thing you identified and, and started talking about is how there's, you know, everyone's different. And so there's like a process that you could do, you know, get a, get a better relationship with those team members or take time off or whatever. But I think the important thing overall, when we, when we look at these sort of solutions is that they're not like the solution. Um, you like just taking time off or you just doing this or just doing that is not really just going to kill burnout altogether. If you are a person that's experiencing burnout or has experienced burnout or whatever, what we're kind of, what Mike kind of was talking about is that there's a pro, like it's important to have a process there to help you continually because you're going to be working generally continually. It's not about like me, for example, I'm not going to just disappear for a week or two for vacation, come back and be totally fine. Like I can leave, get super refreshed, come back Monday morning, something really pisses me off and I could be back to where I was or close to it by Wednesday or even earlier. You know, it it really could happen. So I think the important thing here is that there's a, you know, you, you kind of identify things that annoy you and things that, you know, that are, are, affecting you negatively, like Mike said, and things that are affecting you positively and like just working on it here and there, like Mike saying, oh, maybe take a course here or maybe do this or maybe do that. And the things you try are not all going to work. Some of them might even make it worse, right? Um, Maybe you might even get really pissed off because you took a course and it was a terrible course and you paid for it. Maybe another course would do it or maybe something else completely would do it. But I think the, the importance is, is that you're putting in the effort uh, if you will, you're putting in the effort to sort of deal with it and to even prevent it or mitigate it. If it's, if you, if you had it, it went away and you're trying to keep it away. Um, I think it's important that, you know, you, you do that type of thing. There's something that I'm, I'm finding very interesting. And that is like, people always say like, you know, with, with age comes wisdom or whatever, right? Like, like older people are wiser or whatever is sort of the general consensus. And, you know, I know there's, that's, you know, subjective, this and that, but in general, what I'm kind of noticing about myself is that there's been things that I've been doing and this isn't just work stuff. There's been things I've been doing for years where I will just be like, nope, I'm not going to do that. That makes me anxious or nope, I'm not going to do that. That looks too dangerous or nope, I'm not going to do that because of this and that or, um, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel terrible, you know, stuff like this. And it's like some stuff you just have to do some stuff, you know, some stuff is just too dangerous and just don't do it. Even if you want to do it type of thing, like you still have to ident- in, in navigate life, you know, let's say hopefully safely, uh, to some extent, I hope, but like it, it, it basically what I'm trying to get at is like, how would you say this? It's like, I'm, I'm identifying things that are like seemingly so obvious, but like in my, in my, like, as I get older, like I'm identifying little things like, you know, let, let's say I wake up and I, I have a headache and I would get a headache every now and then, you know, let's say throughout my twenties or something and like throughout my, like, like the first half of my twenties. And then like by 25, I realize, you know, oh, like this isn't just a headache. I realized that I got a headache because yesterday I did this and like, maybe I'm allergic to, to like, like I went to a house with a cat and I, and I didn't, I forgot my, my allergy meds and, you know, short of the sneezing and this and that, I never really identified it until now. I never really thought of it, but you know, I'm getting a headache the next morning okay, I better, you know, really remember my allergy meds or like, you know, you go out for a night of drinking and, you know, people will say, drink water, drink water. And it's like, of course, you know, you know, like enjoy responsibly and, and do that type of thing, uh, and have water and stuff like this. But it's like, I found for myself, it's like having a little bit of water, you know, during the night 
throughout the night, having a little bit of water, a little bit of water, a little bit of water. Sure, I'm not going to be totally, you know, hammered and all the rest of it anymore. But the thing is, is that I am going to be, I am going to be, you know, still having a really great time. I'm going to still have my wits about me. I don't get sick the next day. I'm able to, you know, still function the next day and even go and do a bunch of stuff. And it's just a better experience for me. Maybe some people don't like that, whatever. But again, it's like, these are little things that it's like my body or my body's been telling me all along. And I just like accept the situation. It's like, oh, I have a headache now. Oh, my foot hurts now. Uh, oh, I'm anxious. But like now I'm starting to identify like, oh, you know, this person is always there when I'm angry. That person makes me angry. <laughs> you know, you don't really think of it that way unless it's right in your face sometimes. And I'm finding that as I get older and the sim- and the uh, I don't want to say symptoms, but the the situations are, are the same. And when I find myself in the same situations, I'm like, oh, like this is what's going on. Like, like, like you know, it, it's something as simple even as like, let's say you you um you don't think you enjoy family events, so you don't go to family events, and then you get miserable. Like you know, months later, you might not directly identify that as like you know you liked going to family events. You don't really maybe you might not directly identify that, and then you end up getting kind of dragged to one because you kept you know blowing them off. And then you realize, you know, you do this a few times, you know, you blow them off and you get dragged to one, you get blown off for a while, you get dragged to one. And then you you realize like, oh, my mood is boosted every time I like see my family. So even though maybe I'm annoyed that my, my cousin's annoying or like maybe, you know, whatever, it's like, these are weird little things that you can like listen to yourself, listen to your body. And you don't like, for me anyway, I don't realize it until later. Like I, I didn't realize it for years. And so like, that's kind of where that wise like thing comes in, at least in my opinion, is it's like, I'm able to keep my cool now in so many more situations now than I was, let's say in my early twenties where I would be off the rails, fucking just barking at somebody, just absolutely destroying them. But I know that there are certain situations where, you know, someone's going to really anger me and I'm just going to directly tell them off. But then I also can more easily, let's say, identify situ- like situations where I'm like telling that person off is not going to do anything. It's just going to actually cause more awkward like experience. I'm just going to like back away type of thing. And it's like just little things like this, like like Mike saying, like maybe instead of like barking at those two uh, colleagues that you that are new to your team and are you find annoying, maybe it's time to have a conversation with them, get more familiar with them. Or maybe you do need to transfer teams or something like that. It's just like instead of you just accepting like, well, when I go to work, I'm going to feel like crap. It's like doing just having a process or having at least something you're trying to make it better is is crucial because you are going to have things you don't like. You know, you're you might hate doing WordPress backups, but you have to do them. If you work in WordPress, if you work in a web development agency, you're probably going to be doing WordPress backups at some point. Right. Um, You're just going to have to do them like there's going to be things that we have to go through. And if there's tasks that you that you like, love or just tolerate if those become hell, how much more hellish are the tasks that you don't like to do going to become? That's like, you know, but by like constantly trying to improve yourself, you might, you know, a WordPress backup that normally make you super anxious might make you anxious for like a second. You might be like, eh, you know, it's fine. You know, I've done my prep or, 
you know, stuff like that, you know, like things that'll lower, like find things that'll lower your anxiety, play a podcast or take an extra backup. If you need an extra backup just to, for peace of mind, it's like, oh, well, it's another 10 minutes of waiting for a download. Like if you, if you have the time and it's going to help you, maybe that's something you should do. And then, you know, in the future, you know what, I'm going to take the two backups and place them in the, uh, place them in the NAS for a bit. You know, we'll place them in the NAS for three days and then, you know, see how the new update goes and then we'll delete the old one and stuff like that. You know, little things like that, that you can do professionally. That could really actually boost your productivity, help you out and make it so that you're like, oh, you know, I accidentally deleted the customer's site. No big deal. I literally have a full backup ready to go. I can just install it here, plop the, you know, it's WordPress, plop the files in, plop the word, plop the WordPress in there, make sure that all the configs correct and boot her up. And there you go for the most part. Right. So, um, it's just stuff like that where I just find that it's, it's like what, like burnout for me, it makes those tasks that I don't like doing because it's like, no one's no one's going to school specifically just to be like, I really wanted to be a person that backs up WordPress sites, right? But it's just something logistically that we have to do. And it's like those tasks just they weigh on you no matter what, but or they're annoying or they're just sort of blah. But they really weigh on you if you don't like doing them and you're miserable throughout all your tasks. Absolutely. I think that kind of nails nails ahead on uh, on bird on burnout. What? Sorry. <laughs> Nails a head on burnout. Mike's yeah, burnt yeah. out. Mike yeah, is burnt, burnt out. out. I'm burnt out from the burnout episode. No, I'm kidding. But like, I think it's important to realize that, yeah, it makes everything worse. Burnout makes everything worse, not just the tasks that you hate, but the tasks that you loved become bad. That's a really key indicator that like, if you hate opening up the code editor, which you used to like, that's a key indicator of burnout. So try to avoid that. There's a couple things that I want to touch on before we kind of wrap up here. And the big thing that I want to say is a lot of people do this thing where they say like power through, just power through the burnout. You know what I mean? Like just grind it out, hustle culture, whatever, like 24 hours a day. I feel like that's the worst advice you can get. Like you can't, that there's, there is no worse advice than just like power through uh, because that is probably what leads to burnout. Honestly, like 99% of the time, if someone's like, oh, you're just almost there, you're almost at your, you know, million dollar valuation, or you're almost at uh, the career that you always wanted, just do a little more, just do a couple more months of that. And like a couple more months of late nights. And then all of a sudden, maybe you do it, maybe you get through the late nights, but all of a sudden you get to the point where you want to be at and you're burnt out and you're like, okay, well, that's it. Like I I got my career, but now I have to quit because I hate my life. That, that's a very real possibility of going through the power through method when you're detecting signs of burnout. It, you could lose career, years off your career. Like I mentioned before, like you could literally, you could literally have to change careers because you can't do it anymore. You hate everything about it. Like you, you need to find a way to not have to power through. You, you know what, actually, just to touch on that is that I, I find I get advice like that from people that generally have a goal that is their number one thing and they don't get affected by what they're doing to reach it. So like, let's say they're like, you know, a family person and they're like, my family's most important thing for me. Like, no matter what, like I will like do the worst possible job as long as it provides for them. And so some people are just able to do a crappy uh, job or, or a job that they find crappy, I should say. Um, they, they're able to do that for 30, 40, 50 years, as long as it's, providing for their family or providing for their their hobby or providing for whatever. Um, some people also are just very much like they don't even have a specific goal other than, well, I need money. 
and they're just kind of on autopilot almost and they just sort of do the societal norm. And some people are just like, well, I want a lot of money. And so they just go for a lot of money instead of something that they enjoy a lot. And I find that that type of advice comes from people that have those sort of, let's say, external goals or they're just on – maybe the, the autopilot people probably aren't. Like some people just sort of do the bare minimum because they just want to be chill and that that's that's fine. Um, but like the people that have like an external goal, I find, I do have some friends that are very much like – I'll be like, oh, man, it was such a tough day. And they're like, what would you do? And I'll like say something. They're like, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. And they kind of brush it off because to them it's like – well, you know, it's not a bad day. Like you're home with your family, you know, or you have, you have your car, like your cars, you know, you have a car and that was their goal, you know, to have a nice car or something. And so it's like, to them, it's like, just hustle through it because you're going to do X. But like to uh, sometimes for people, it's like, just hustle through it and then do what, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of where at least my experience goes with that. Yeah, Absolutely. And the last thing here that I kind of want to touch on is for people that are doing the grind of applying to jobs, people that are, you know, doing the interview grind, have sent out 100 resumes, 200 resumes. Burnout doesn't only apply to developers or workers or whatever. It 100,000% applies to you because it's very – you're doing repetitive stuff that's actually very – tasking on your brain, on communication. If you're an introvert, you have to constantly get yourself out there. You can easily get burnt out while applying for jobs before you even get to the job. And you have to try to avoid that. And again, I've, we've mentioned a bunch of tips through the episode, but really like find parts of the interview process, part of the resume process that you actually like. So if you like writing cover letters for some reason, I don't know, like I, I don't like it, but like if you like writing cover letters, then during moments of when you're tired, when you're sick of it, when you know you have to keep going because you need to get that job, but you just can't, you just don't want to do the interview or you don't want to write a resume anymore, do the stuff that you are okay with doing at least. Be okay with shifting your focus to different things. Like, again, if, if you're... On during the doing the grind of applying for jobs, you still have to be learning something. But if you really like learning, then maybe you take some time off from writing that resume and you go and learn another framework, or you go and do another course, or you go and watch another YouTube video on learning and stuff like that. Like find the stuff that resonates with you, that you tolerate, that you like in the process. It's a really key thing to avoid burnout because it, you know, we can't all be doing everything that we love all the time. But we can all be finding how to make the stuff that we're doing tolerable. And it's really important to not get beat down by stuff that you hate all the time, even though you have to do it. Like there is no way around interviewing. I mean, there is, but like it's very difficult. There, like realistically, there's no way around interviewing, but there is a way around burning out while interviewing. And that's, again, taking a step back, evaluating your situation and finding the small things that you actually like about the process. Bam. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's it. I think I covered everything. Like I, I, again, I had a more formal episode written out, but we kind of went into a more personal thing, which is what I wanted. I was hoping it would go there. So I'm not going to go too far into like every technique and stuff that I, that I wanted to talk about because we did talk about it on an overarching scale. And honestly, like, just hearing people's stories about burnout for myself personally has helped me identify it, has helped me accept it 
as a thing that happens and has helped me move past it when it does happen. So that's what I'm hoping you're going to get from this uh, episode. That's uh, what I'll, we'll probably continue to put episodes like this out, especially when we're feeling it, because it's important to get our own feelings out there. Like this is like not it's not only for you. It's therapeutic for Matt and I to talk about this with the audience. Uh, it helps us identify the problems as well. And, you know, again, talking about it, going to a friend and be like, hey, I'm feeling burnt out. Hopefully they don't respond like Matt was just saying. We're trying to find the the fact that you're you shouldn't be burned out or something like that like those are the worst responses really accepting the fact that you're feeling it and uh just allowing people to vent is half the battle absolutely and you know i you can get a formal written like it's good to have a formal written show note for sure for stuff for us to touch on but you can get sort of a formal written like here's the reasons why people are burnt out how do you, this is how you prevent it this and that you can get that from a million and one blog posts out there i'm sure um, and like having a more personal experience and having more personal, uh, conversation on it is more unique. You know, you can listen to uh, us talk about it. I'm sure there's another podcast or a YouTube video, whatever of someone else discussing it. And they have a totally different experience and it could even be completely different than ours to the point where like we sound, we're like, we're wrong or they sound like they're wrong or something. Right. And it's just because it's such a broad, um, there's such a broad amount of, uh, you know, activities that people do work wise, hobby wise, whatever, and everyone's different. So it, it just, it's just. It's an abstract concept, but it is something that, you know, I think we're all, for the most part, able to experience. And, uh, I mean, burnout's not great, so <laughs> try to avoid it. But, absolutely. Uh, well, I think uh, I think with that, we'll uh, run the old uh, conclusion. Uh, I forgot to pull up my uh, Patreon notes because we were deep in conversation, so I'm just going to pull those up right now. But uh, if you are if you do want to support episodes like this, we are on Patreon. That is Patreon dot com slash html all the things and many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons a uh, ryan gatchel from blue black digital via blueblackdigital.com chris from self-made web designer via selfmadewebdesigner.com uh tim from the web hacker via the webhacker.com dl ford from dl4.io bib hashtag from nine block media on nineblockmedia.com jason from geek life radio via geekliferadio.com Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via mcwebstudio.ca. Magnus from yesweb via yesweb.se and Jeff from Twitter via at the Jeff McHale. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.